2: Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter.
0: Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
3: All right, I'm going to I'm going to play the clip. What's it going to be? Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first of many podcasts called The Football Ramble.
2: Carabao, me drink Carabao. <laughs>
4: you know, in his last game as a player, Kevin Keegan left the Newcastle pitch in a helicopter in his
3: kit. Easy, easy,
5: easy.
3: Welcome to the Football Ramble. Welcome along to the
5: Football Ramble. It's- Welcome to the Football Ramble.
3: I'm joined by Chimmers. Hello. Hello, Chimmers. I'm joined by Luke. Hello. And also Chris. Hello. How are we doing, chaps? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, I'm thanks, mate. Right. Thanks, Chaps. Yeah, yeah. Chaps, new start for us. New start for Wembley. What do we reckon? Well, I haven't been there. <laughs> Nor have I. Well, I have. Chris, you haven't <laughs> yeah, as well, yeah. What yes, did you make so. of it? What did you make of it? Um, it wasn't, wasn't that impressed. Well, you're
6: not, oh. Welcome to the first two special episodes celebrating the 15th anniversary of the Football Ramble. Today, it's myself, Marcus and Jim. Hello. Hello. Mm. And the first, first question's got to be, what load of shit was that? <laughs> yeah. What's going on there? You, you sound so
4: different in that, Marcus. Uh, We're a Football Ramble. Or... Yeah,
3: I was a proper guy. I
6: came here for a Ramble. <laughs>
3: you
5: came here for a podcast. <laughs>
3: What's the podcast? Oh, you'll find out. T- what, what I found funny was very presumptuous of me, pre- presumptuous of me to say uh, the first of many podcasts. <laughs> you weren't wrong, though. But and I wasn't wrong. You called it. New start for us, though, Jim. Indeed.
4: <laughs> I wasn't even there at the time, you might notice. I, I'm not sure everyone knows that I wasn't there for the first six episodes.
3: It's so funny hearing that back again because we sound so shit. Yeah, absolutely. You think got, think it we're sounds bad. Pretty you think we're bad now and amateurs? <sighs> My goodness.
6: How did you decide on a kitchen for the recording studio? Uh,
3: because Luke offered it up. Yeah, he had one <laughs> But about you'll it, notice though. that Jim wasn't involved. No. But it was two other chaps. One of whom, after about a year, decided it wasn't for him, mm-hmm. and the other had to duck out fairly quickly because he went to work for a particular organisation in football and may have been compromised further down the line, which would have definitely happened. <laughs> Absolutely, that was the <laughs> correct he, call. He, he was very, very <laughs> yeah. uh, correct to yes. say that, dude, that, wasn't he? Yeah.
4: But I went to university with you and Luke, didn't I, Marcus? And I, I didn't actually know Luke at the time, but mm. he slid into my DMs um, <laughs> on MySpace of all places. Mm. I was like, oh, I remember him. Yeah. And, and explained the situation, explained that, uh, that Chimmers. As he was known in that uh, in that podcast, yep. um, had uh, that you and he, you and Chimer's had mentioned me, and and here we are. Yeah, I never actually mentioned you to. Be oh, is that honest. right? Yeah, yeah okay. That, so all right, fine. This this whole thing's based on a lie. Then. In, indeed, it's thought is. I knew
3: you. Uh-huh. It's a bit like how uh, Tommy and Pamela came together. Apparently, it wasn't actually what he or she thought. Yeah, Vish has been listening since that episode, by the way. Uh, uh, yeah, he has.
6: Yeah. Yes, yeah, well, I was there outside cool. my, yeah. here to the to the, here to the kitchen. <laughs> Why can't I come in? I've got my oat milk. In well, there.
3: It, is, it is that this how long ago it was because we. It went up on our MySpace page. Oh, I do
4: not miss uploading that. <laughs> oh, that was complicated. We all, we all had a various you know periods of doing that ourselves, oh. uh, and that was no fun.
6: Well, yeah, as you, as you probably guessed, tuning into this, we are reliving some of our favourite moments from each year in the Ramble's history and taking a journey through football history while we're at it. And um, That audio you were listening to at the start was from the 31st of April, 2007. That was the very first Ramble episode mm. You've kind of spoken a bit about how, I suppose, Jim, you came, you came into, the, into the picture and then obviously Pete a bit further down the line. Yeah. But Marcus, what was? Yes. how did the show come about at all? Yeah,
3: a few people often ask me that um, and, and they're all family members so it's nice to have somebody who isn't uh, in the family ask me. Um, I, the genesis of the ramble really is in st- college radio, student radio. Luke, uh, Jim, for a short time and I went to Farmer College of Technology. Affiliated with the University of Surrey. And uh, and it was a. It felt like a university back in those days, it's changed now. But anyway. Not and, and, like uh, an armpit. It was. Yeah. <laughs> Town felt like an armpit. It was now, I think, it's just an. There's ear, a different ear.
6: UCAS section for that, isn't yeah, there? Yeah. yeah.
3: Now it's just, I think, it's like an ear hole or something, you know. Yeah, it's moved up in the world for sure. Um, well, anyway, that's debatable. But uh, it, was, it was the college radio. So Luke and I, and one or two others, uh, one of the chaps on that clip, did. College radio together, so that's where the sort of genesis of it was. And then a few years later, when we'd finished, I just happened to listen to some of those episodes, and I was sort of chuckling away, thinking, "Oh, they were good times." And I messaged the lad Chris, who's in that clip earlier, and said, oh, "I've just been listening to some of the old shows," and he's responded, "Oh, yeah, I think it would make a good podcast." And I was like, "Well." what's a punk? Uh, and I looked into it and and you would always say that you know that thing Ricky Gervais does with Carl Pilkington and And you'd even say that to people like younger people and stuff and and even we were younger back then and so that literally is it like just a throwaway comment and I was like it got me thinking and then I messaged Luke and of course Luke Loves to give an opinion, and at any any platform he's there, uh, or was back in those days, and so. Um, and I thought, well, yeah, and uh, you know, even back then, I thought Luke was an excellent pundit. I still do, obviously, but like genuinely, like really knows his sport and was 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 very good at, at giving his opinions and so on. So, so Luke and myself and the two others. Who, who one of the other guys got involved. And so we were like, well, let's just sort of sit down and see where it goes. And you turn the mics on, you'd record for about two and a half hours. And <laughs> the poor lad, Chris, would be like, right, well, go on, then get something out of that yeah. sort of thing. But it was more of an excuse to kind of get together, which is why it was in Luke's kitchen.
6: Yeah, right. In, right, okay. in his
3: uh, rented accommodation in north-west London.
6: So my my next question was going to be, um, I suppose, Jim, your involvement, and because I, I didn't really see a line there, but then you mentioned, Jim, you also did... This student radio.
4: No, I was not involved in the student radio show itself right, okay. because um, Luke was the year above us, wasn't he? Marcus? Yeah, that's right. Is that right. Yeah. So um, I was Gid. working on different projects at the, at the, on that um, on on that student radio show, Passion FM, if you're wondering. Uh, changed to, to, changed to
3: Echo FM. Mm-hmm.
4: Echo FM now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did the new Romantics show, didn't you? I possibly <laughs> may have done. I literally can't. I do remember doing a show with my friend Sean, and uh, it was it, and 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 Chimmers, uh, and it was as live, and someone had sent us like a badly drawn boy album. So we're like, I would just play a track off that, and we didn't do any planning, and the track was twenty seconds long. Um, <laughs> so just, it was it was absolutely amateurish and a complete shambles. As it's you know, mm. it's kind of supposed to be because that's where people are cutting their teeth. So um no, I wasn't involved in it at all, really. It so was, how
6: would he know to reach out to you? This is
4: Well, Marcus and I were friends at uni because we were in the same class. I was only only there for a
3: year. That's I, a I dropped out. Friends um, or a year? No, no. no, yeah, no at no, the end, we, we became friends at the end of the year. Again, when we not how the, I remember. When it. we sussed each other out.
4: Uh, okay, right. Yeah. I I remember it being like sort of full-blown friendship at first sight fr- from my point of view mate. yeah 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 yeah. Oh, but, I think um, so yeah but yeah I mean the halls I was living that Marcus and I were living in at the time were actually condemned while we lived in them <laughs> do you remember <laughs> they, were, they were being condemned yeah by the time we uh, by the
3: time we left I think uh, all essentially
4: everyone went feral because uh, you could if you smashed down your own living quarters it wouldn't matter because they were being demolished <laughs> in the summer anyway it's like it was a ridiculous setting to, to for an education so yeah. that was kind of the background of it my, my memory of it because I was only there for a year uh, was was very very chaotic mm. um, but yeah so my involvement came out of the fact that essentially Marcus and I got on really very well um, I, I, I dropped out of the uni by then and um, I, I knew Chimmers through through other friends as well so it was, it was really just like at that stage in your life you are you say yes to things don't you because yeah. you, 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 we're, we're pretty young mm. and still kind of like figuring out what you want to do in the world so when Luke just sent me that message on MySpace I was like yeah this sounds great I'll come along see how it goes um, it's only like every fortnight so it's not a huge commitment if uh, if it doesn't work out you know it's it's all good experience and we're it,
3: still here do You know, I think it was a bit like you know back in those days especially like the type of music you know we're predominantly into It's kind of like well I'm too crap and I can't get into a band or anything yeah. like oh, that we it's all like want to be in a band yeah really. of course but this is our version of exactly, that essentially yeah. <laughs> exactly I mean and I, when I say we all I mean surely every human being That's what you'd rather be doing. Vish would rather be an MC, a sucker MC. Right.
6: Yeah, I mean, I already am an MC. In a way. I've got the best of both worlds. Yeah, true enough. All right, let's get into it, lads. Woodgate going in as
7: well. Tottenham take the lead in the first
5: seconds of extra time. And it's Jonathan
3: Woodgate. The 2007-2008 season. The Premiership becomes the Premier League. And more importantly, (laughs) the Conference National becomes the Blue Square Premier. Who could forget? Spurs win the League Cup. That's how long ago that was. Um, Which is, of course, still their most recent trophy. That's for you, Jim. Uh, Manchester United retain the title, fish, under Sir Alex Ferguson after the wheels. mm, Quite dramatically fell off for Jose Mourinho's first reign at Chelsea. I prefer really not to um, to speak. If I speak, I am in, in big trouble. Steve McLaren was England manager. And then 2 months after Jose, he wasn't
7: poor old Steve. Have you seen that film The Faculty where the aliens take over the teachers in the school? <laughs> oh, That's yeah. what happens to Capello. He's <laughs> like, "Yes, I would really like to manage England." And people are like, "What?" <laughs> Are you sure? Is that him talking? Do you reckon he's been done by? Yeah. He can't be telling the truth. He can't want it.
3: Of course, though, there were a couple of late Christmas presents that year. Roy Hodson arrived at Fulham on uh, the 30th of December, 2007. And in January, Kevin Keegan returned to Newcastle United. They'll either have a strong
4: finish to the season and they won't get into Europe, because I think they're too far behind, but they'll push for it. And it'll all be like, oh, it's Keegan is back. And they'll sign Fastino Esprilja again for no reason. <laughs> or it'll go terribly and he'll quit before the end of the season. Spoiler, it went badly. Euro 2008 came and went. And then at the start of the 2008 season, Pete came and,
5: well,
7: stayed fucking
5: <laughs> hair care. do care. Do you? He's such, an un-
7: he's such a cunt. <laughs> it is. The only reason I answered it is because it vibrated off my chest of drawers onto me and it woke me up. And it was Pete ringing. And I thought to myself, God, Pete never rings. At what time was this? Uh, exactly 4.15am. <laughs> right. And I thought, Pete never rings. You never answer the phone when I ring him. There must be something terrible happened. We've been done for live or something like that. <laughs> yeah. to, and it can't wait. Why would I Yeah. Know? Like <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah. <laughs> when I worked for Leicester City, uh, cutting up Park. <laughs> Sorry, you better run him with John Cena, haven't you? I run him with John Cena. Yes, I, I made a joke about him having his mum having a summer bin. That La- I mean, never talk about wrestlers' mum. That's your first. Yeah. I was on the hog, the hot hog stand uh, well, gone, at, Leicester, at Leicester City in the, pro- in, in the in, on that season where they went down and they didn't win a single match forever. And um, and, and yeah, I got paid like three fifty or something. I'm no, sure right. it was a it was ridiculous. Well, per hour, it's per
7: pick, Per, peak. Peak. <laughs>
5: per yeah. and, one of, and one of the posh execs used to come out and go, and every time he used to come at me and goes, uh, don't be shy with the old apple sauce, your mother wasn't. Hey. Every single time. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs>
4: Sounds <laughs> like we're recording that in
3: a cupboard under some stairs. Oh man! I mean, the audio has improved over the yeah. years. We can agree. Um, Pete sounds a little bit more northeastern.
4: Yes, he does. You He's know. been down in this London for.
6: A, he for a long sal- time, he sounds a little bit more feral in the in the sense of like you don't know. I mean, it's still the case now. You don't really know where his conversation is going to go. But mm. he he seems like I I picture him. You know, and this was about the time when I was listening to the ramble. But with that voice, I picture him going through telling his anecdotes by holding a Stanley knife. Yeah. <laughs> It all seems a bit like that. When you said that, you know, your, your halls of residence were being condemned, I thought that's when you met Pete. Yeah. There's a building that needs to be destroyed here. Anything goes, and he just rocks up. Yeah. With, right, what's they, going on here, then? They
3: used him as a wrecking bomb. Yeah. <laughs>
6: But yeah, so how did he? How did it come to be that Pete was part of the four?
4: Well, after Chris decided he didn't want to do it again, we had a little bit of a mini crisis, didn't we? But uh, Luke, mm-hmm. um, Luke knew Pete from having
3: worked at him um, he, in in radio before, didn't he? <laughs> he slightly exaggerated how much he knew him. Is that right? Did he not say that they were friends? Yeah, and Pete was a bit like, well, I knew him a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> again, a bit like might be as more on Pete. Yeah,
6: true. I think you could ask Pete that now, and he'd say exactly. The same yeah, thing. yeah, no, I think you're yeah. absolutely
3: right. Yeah. Pete, no, that's I, then to downplay everything. That's true. That's very very true. Apart from when he was at Leicester City cutting up Paul. Exactly.
4: Yeah. So so Luke kind of put up the ramble version of the bat signal in Pete's direction. Yeah. No. No. Luke. Um, he did. And initially sort of Pete came it. on as a guest, didn't he? And it did definitely help that he had
3: access to, to studio space. That, yeah. <laughs> we, that, was, that was the big part of it. <laughs> yeah. Very much so. That that did help us.
6: We mentioned this man before, Kevin Keegan. Oh yeah. I, uh, you know, it's a product of the ramble, and it's something that we have indulged in. Mm. You know, certainly my time at the ramble, not least with the meat industry awards. <laughs> but the caricature that yeah. the ramblers create of mm. Kevin Keegan, mm. which is not too different from the, from the man's real life self, as it were, and, yeah. and his adventures. We're hence, re- being we're only reporting a lot of what <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> but when did he become this caricature That's... in in the ramble world? That's a good to question. Me, to me, he'd always been that.
4: It was me and my friends at school would joke about Kevin Keegan, and I think to be completely really? honest, a lot of it was from fantasy football league because they used to just essentially, as Mark as has said, you just you just say the things that Do have you know happened. What? For, for me though, I he was it... always like this to me. Yeah, but I I even remember because uh, you're right. I think he's obviously got this reputation. Yeah, it was never like a conscious choice to make him a character, was it?
3: I It might be. I, well, for, for me, it's like different. But but to just back that point up, and we all know that I love uh, mentioning um, Liam Gallagher as much as possible. But he in an Oasis documentary when. Null buggers off on the first tour of America. Lou Gallagher says, Yeah, well, you know, our kid had his Kevin Keegan moment. You know, like, yeah. so obviously, yeah, it's a thing. But for me, I, I think I was maybe oblivious of this. I just remember Keegan being this very charismatic, very likable man. And then on the ramble, we would, he just sort of came to be. So I, I can't, I can't really put my finger on that, if I'm honest. Whereas with Sven. Who I'm not sure if we're going to talk about him later on. But with Sven, I imagine you'll find a way.
6: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> still brought him up. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
3: no, but to I talk would... about how we might not talk about. Him. <laughs> <laughs> <like> Trojan horse. <laughs> 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 with old Svenigans, it was like here it is. <laughs> Whatever he was doing. I would always be like, "Oh, there's a story about Sven, and include it." And it was only Luke who
6: called me. Why are on you this. saying that? That like, like that used to happen, but doesn't happen anymore. Okay,
3: no, fine. But it was basically Luke pointed out it was like, "You're obsessed with Sven. Like, what? Why you keep going on about him?" And it was kind of like, "Oh yeah, I think I am." And I think with <laughs> Keegan, it was something similar that it, it just sort of kept coming up. And and then I think the the, the caricature built built itself. But I noticed that um, when we tweeted out people asking for people's highlights of um of of our best moments from the ramble over the years, which was really lovely of everybody to kind of mm. get involved in it was great reading them and, and thank you
6: so much for that but you Tweeted
3: when Pete was going on about Kobe Jones.
6: Like, I have so many favorite Ramble moments, but for some reason, Pete going, I'm Kobe Jones, (laughs) is just stuck in a loop on my head. Kobe
5: Jones. He scored. I'm Kobe Jones. (laughs) Wow. I'm in Coventry. (laughs) I'm in your sticker book, Pete. We can be friends. (laughs) (laughs) Kobe Jones. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh
6: look great and and I think that that was a moment where I lost it, and everyone in the Ramble on the show lost it as well and I think that's one of the things that yeah. the, that I really connected to on the ramble is is those moments where and we've had them on air quite a few times yeah. where you just totally lose your yeah. shit it, the,
4: <laughs> yeah, the idea of this being a sort of professional thing that you're presenting is
3: just just derailed so.
6: yes,
5: yeah, I don't yeah. know what you're talking about <laughs> follow dot Star Spangled. <laughs> I'm Kobe Jones and I endorse this website.
6: <laughs> oh,
5: I live in Pete's wallet. Now. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone could furnish you with a Panini sticker, um, circa 93 94 season uh, of Kobe Jones of Coventry, that would uh, be fantastic. Mm.
6: Man. man City was available for us and Man City has a special. Uh, uh, a, a special thing to the Manchester people, the fans, the people in Manchester, the people in the, in the UK. 2008-2009
4: really was a huge season in English football. At the start of September, Manchester City were bought by the Abu Dhabi group and became the richest club in England. Arsenal finished fourth, obviously, while Newcastle United's 16-year spell in the top flight came to an end.
7: We've got no complaints. I can't come in and say that we were unlucky today or uh, we were unlucky in the season because we never went down today. We went down because we weren't good enough over the 38 games. So a simple fact of Things
4: were starting to go south pretty rapidly for Luke's Portsmouth too. Out went Harry Redknapp and in-stepped caretaker boss Tony Adams. Supposed he'd had his fun last summer.
7: And Portsmouth have won the FA Cup for the first time since 1939. And Harry Redknapp has led them into Europe for the first time.
4: By the end of the season, the ramble was on the move, and so was Cristiano Ronaldo. Manchester United have confirmed they've accepted a world record £80 pounds bid for Cristiano Ronaldo from Real Madrid. In a statement on the club's website, it says, At Cristiano's request, who has again expressed his desire to leave, and after discussion with the players' representatives, United have agreed to give Real Madrid permission to talk to the player. It comes just days after. We did
3: have uh, some regular features on the show around uh, this point, of course, in the first few seasons. Uh, from the Dean Windass Hall of Fame, where we profiled figures uh, from across football, and uh, maybe the odd stadium and the odd match and the odd club as well, uh, to a segment devoted to all the latest news. Relating to the late, great Diego Maradona. And this Diego corner um, comes from South yeah, so Africa.
7: We saw Diego get involved in a bit of a. Was he Peacemaker in the 50 Cups? He was, actually. He was,
3: yeah.
4: He was
7: getting amongst it. He's so short, though, bless him, that he couldn't really get involved, yeah, he? Yeah. But you could see them all crowded around him. And, and as always, he was like the centre of attention. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, going into the Germany match, uh, it's Saturday, isn't it? It year, is. He, it. He's, uh, he's piped up and said, I want to place on my jersey and play. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Good. He's building up for the final. <laughs> <laughs> Great get start. him on, and he also—he could uh, be like Blanco. He, yeah, that'd be brilliant.
3: <laughs> well, you know, his Blanco didn't come on against us, did no, you? Know? No,
7: it's <laughs> probably for the best.
3: Yeah, 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 his
7: career would never be the same again. Ugh. um He dedicated the win against uh, Mexico to um, a MotoGP rider Valentino Rossi. Oh yes, said <laughs> <'cause. Yeah. laughs> something what like, f- "People thought these things. These two <laughs> quotes don't really <laughs> match up. It's odd. <laughs> it's like a stream of consciousness where he just picks different things from different parts of his brain and they come out yeah. together." <laughs> There are two things I want to say. People thought I knew nothing about how to be a coach, and I want to dedicate this victory to Valentino Rossi. <laughs> <laughs> Did Valentino Rossi say he couldn't yeah. be a coach, doesn't
4: <laughs> yeah, he? Maradona does like to do things against people, doesn't he,
7: rather oh, big than he sort top. of as an achievement in itself? Oh, yeah, he does, yeah. Big and, who, and who And who does Diego, apart from the English, who does Diego <laughs> um, dislike the most? Joe Pele. Oh, yeah, shit, Pele. All right. Uh, apart from him. <laughs> <laughs> Journalist, obviously. Yeah, oh, of course. Um, and he piped up with a great shout today. It was absolutely superb <laughs> uh, Many journalists should apologise to my players
3: But this is because they thought he was a rubbish Oh yeah, because they
7: were touted Because he's used loads of players and that, and, In and
3: qualification they were awful Yeah.
7: I'm not suggesting you drop your trousers
5: <laughs>
7: But it would be honest and great So we all get along better that you apologise I'm turning 50 And I am not bitter <laughs> mm, don't know about that But I get annoyed When people don't Respect my players It isn't easy Going from being Nobody's back home To winning three matches At a World Cup At a training camp We had to swallow What you journalists All said about being A disaster The worst Argentine team You'd ever seen All of a sudden We are an excellent team The most handsome people In the barrio
3: <laughs> <laughs> Oh they're no nice
7: Yeah yeah Great stuff <laughs> oh, It's a oh. great place to be I tell you. <laughs>
3: One should never forget that Diego Maradona managed Argentina at a
6: World yeah, Cup. I know, that's and so
3: mad. They missed a training session because he just didn't get out of bed
4: <laughs> at a World Cup.
6: <laughs> oh, God. Speaking of getting out of bed at World Cups, um, how, how was your time in South Africa? Because that feels like... You know, you said you had that realization that this was a thing. This was a thing you were committed to, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then you get flown out to a World Cup and get to enjoy it yeah. in that manner.
4: It was fantastic. It felt like a real adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember Marcus and I shared a room. It was yeah. back when we, you know, we cut costs, so we all shared rooms and, and and whatnot. There was a weird animal that lived on our roof. I remember yeah. that it used to f- seem like it fell over every night. It was mm. Some clumsy animal on our <laughs> roof, and we never figured out what it actually was. Mm. Um, it was a bit like a quiet place, but it not. was a bit like that, <laughs> yeah. actually, wasn't it? Yeah, we went. Um, we we tried to we. We went down to the final, didn't we? Yeah, um, we went to the we, Soccer City Stadium. On the out, on the outside chance we'd be able to get some tickets from the Tout that we might be able to afford. We knew we wouldn't be able to. We, was, we, 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 wanted, we wanted to go
3: down there and experience the atmosphere, but we actually watched the game in a fan There park. was a Spanish bloke who said that he had a couple of tickets and we were like, oh, what's the price? And he's like, $1,200 or something. And we were like, yeah. Yeah we were hoping like I was I had like 150 quid yeah Yeah, we were hoping that
4: the exchange rate might do some leg work but it didn't but it was um, it was a really brilliant experience in that it was a bit of a boot camp wasn't it because mm. we were really busy with a lot of different things we were
3: making if I, were we doing shows every day I think we were not far but again that, that, that shows you how we were then starting to be a bit more professional because we took the whole um, portable studio thing out there if you see what I mean yeah not a studio it was a mixing desk and the microphones and all this but we created a little studio in one of the rooms of course and again like you would think oh we're going for a bit of a jolly up and uh, lads holiday and all that sort of stuff no, and obviously no. there was a little bit of that but but um, but also it was kind of like right we got to do the shows and, and you mentality starts changing on the task t- towards the task in hand. One of the one of the, the the things I do remember in the place where we stayed, there was that um, there was that like cattle prod stick thing.
6: Yes. <laughs> do you remember that? Yes. Is this for the
3: animal on the roof? Well, I possibly Yeah, Maybe. <laughs> Pete chased me around the house with it. Yeah, I remember that. That was terrifying. Um, but fortunately, he was wearing his winkle pickers, so I knew I was going to get away. <laughs> um, but the 2010 World Cup, England were dreadful. Yeah, awful. I mean, it was a dreadful Absolutely World Cup, awful. and it? this England was a. Ch- England were
4: particularly terrible. And
3: and, and the, the and the journey that we've had as England fans throughout the ramble has been an interesting one because of the first tournament that we sort of covered, they weren't there. Yeah, in Euro 2008, that felt like, oh, that is the end of any any sort of, uh, you know, obviously there was uh, that man, Sven, and then there was McLaren, and that, that f- sort of period came to an end, and then Fabio Capello came along, and it was like, right, he's the man to sort out England. We all remember Capello, yeah. and he won the European Cup with Milan, and all that sort of stuff. And then going to South Africa, England qualified very comfortably, as they tend to do, and England were dreadful. Like, it was so disappointing. That Algeria game, even though England didn't lose the game, I say in the, in the foreword of the book, that my mates and I were watching that and then going to go to a birthday party after and we didn't go to the party <laughs> we were so we were just, were just so flippin yeah, jaded it was a, it was, that was fascinating because it was a game in which nothing happened a good solid clean sheet from the English Pete Donaldson yeah,
7: yeah. <laughs> we're undefeated can anyone can anyone touch us now <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: I've never seen a game improve by becoming boring before <laughs> yeah.
6: we'll be right back with 2010 right through to 2015 after the break
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The
4: 2010-2011 season. Pep Guardiola's winning the Champions League, like a, a lot. As Barcelona beat Manchester United in the final again.
6: It's David Villa.
4: Impressive when they seem to only play Real Madrid For the entire second half of the season Blackpool and Ian Holloway With a feel-good story in the Premier League Arsenal blew a two-goal lead Against Harry Redknapp Spurs Twice They would then blow a four-goal lead At Newcastle You know When Diaby got sent off I just thought nah this can't happen can it and I got off at 4-1 I got off text from a mate of mine going no no this can't happen <laughs> we just knew we're just kind of used to it now it just wasn't even shocked by the end of it it's just like guys will, I, will you I say- stop doing this to me <laughs> one player is not worth four goals especially when he's Abu Dhabi Alan Pardew arrived at Newcastle on the back of a strong mandate. 40,000 Newcastle fans were polled on their next manager. 5.5% voted for him. Alan Pardew at Newcastle. Who'd have thought that would be such a big moment
3: culturally (laughs) and reflection? But it does feel like a golden era, doesn't it? it Yeah, it really does. A silver era. uh, Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, you know, as uh, as Pete said, you know, Alan Pardew, don't make me sick in my mouth. (laughs) He he really didn't want it. But the, the aforementioned Pep Guardiola. This is when he, you know, in this season, but of course, one or two seasons before that, became a manager. Yes. Of, of that great Barcelona side changed the way a lot of people look at
4: football and it seemed instantaneous that this it was. was something different didn't it that totally. this, yeah. this guy yeah. is something special and, and that, that Barcelona team in his, in his mm-hmm. first season I think like, they won every
3: trophy available didn't they and that was his and first season that yeah, the, and you and exactly. I were at the Champions League final oh, of when course, they beat yes, Manchester yes, United yes. Then they, you're going back a couple of seasons then, and this one they won at Wembley mm. when they I mean what a performance but
4: absolutely but we were, we were still covering it I think yeah, yeah the, the Wembley one was is possibly seen as sort of like maybe the zenith of that time. Team, but it, yeah. it was... Uh it was seismic at the time, wasn't yeah. it? You really sense that we're watching one of the greatest teams to ever play the game here, and we'd already
3: mm. thought that about Frank Rijkaard's Barcelona towards the end. It was like these guys,
6: those guys, yeah. are
3: chumps compared to these. <laughs> but this was when Spain was on top of the world because Spain yeah. won the 2010 World Cup and Tiki Taka, and and, and that, all that was also
4: great as well because yeah. Spain
3: had always underwhelmed. We'd we'd always there was always a sense that Spain mm. had more to give, and yeah. it mm. all just exploded. It really did, and uh, all all the while, Jose Mourinho's Real Madrid were trying to beat them up. Yes.
7: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs>
4: and there was the start of a long beautiful appreciation of the incisive punditry of keys and grey the last thing we recorded that season was a long list of football and nut puns so we were speaking from a position of high authority (laughs)
7: <laughs> Andy, our penalty's getting easier to save. <laughs> <laughs> and Andy Gray went. <laughs> to his eternal credit, he yeah. went, I'm not letting you have that one. Yeah, what do you mean? What, <laughs> what
5: do you mean? Went, well, more keepers are saving them. I just thought he draws all the players. Yeah. Goes, and then he goes there, and then he goes there, and then he goes. Just put them there before you get there, Andy. Yeah. It's not chess, come on. <laughs> yeah.
6: But is it, is it
3: is it days like that where you miss Gray? Like, no. Geez.
5: No, who, it's who,
6: days,
4: who, days, who, days who like that. It's not me? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like the the sport itself is so
7: happy
5: they've gone It's a it's, it's <laughs> game I did love that little bit of astroturf that they've put in the corner For Andy Gray to sort of touch each other And sort of, he Could touches we, Gray
7: a little, is it, it a little, a little bit Is that officially named the Midlife Crisis Corner? <laughs> <Yeah>. Because <laughs> It just basically serves as another vehicle To just confirm that Andy Gray <laughs> is a massive, <laughs> flapping vagina of a man
5: but well, yeah, it does have access to many plasma screens.
7: Yeah, it does, and for that we give him credit.
5: I look at my job and
4: my life, it's <laughs> amazing. I don't miss that. I don't miss the man just being smug about his
5: life. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs>
7: No, I really mean that. <laughs> I think it
3: was this year the, in 2011 when, of course, they were kicked out of Sky Sports. And it yeah. felt like a victory for... Well, for us, but for a lot of people, really. I think a victory for
4: people who were kind of bored of that proper football man stuff because that had started to become mm. a sort of parody of itself and it? the yeah. way they were doing it. It was getting so bloated and ridiculous that you know they believed their own hype so much that, you know, it was... <laughs> You got so much that there was like a sustained campaign to take them down. Yeah. And yeah. their reaction was like, people are trying to bring us down, you know? And everyone's like, everyone understands that, Richard.
7: There's <laughs> Léo. <laughs> Neymar. facilidade do Neymar. Vai.
3: In the summer of 2011, people are starting to take notice of a player called Neymar, the next Pele, they say. We're too busy reading Sammy Abiobi's Twitter to notice that just yet. And besides, there's some exciting young players closer to home, including a certain Sergio Aguero, fresh from Atletico Madrid.
6: Why don't just stay wearing what? It's
2: a lovely ball. And they've got too many in the middle!
3: in Europe, Chelsea pulled off the most unlikely Champions League victory, of course. It's Torres.
4: No, not having that. Well, John Terry... Not having it. John Terry... Unlimited budget, essentially. I, it's not unlikely. They're never the underdogs. They don't get to have this stuff.
3: They gave, Sorry. They gave Gary Neville... Well,
6: without their brave captain, Jim. How dare you? That Chelsea side
3: gave Gary Neville a full-on orgasm at the Camp New, if you remember. Mm. Um, but John Terry doesn't hold back uh, getting involved in the celebrations, of course. Speaking of which we had an opening question for how we'd celebrate when Roy Hodgson's England won Euro 2012. Um, Yes, a bit optimistic. Mind you, at least Pete drunkenly bought two pianos while we were out there.
7: Long term listeners will know Pete sometimes gets drunk and shops on the internet. Mm. The worst purchase he bought while drunk was a pair of uh, TV glasses yeah, that th- didn't work because they weren't compatible with the glasses that he already wore.
5: Yes. What- that, was, that was in JFK Airport, though. That wasn't on eBay. It was drunken purchase, though. That was a drunken purchase. Yeah, and
7: yes. what did you drunkenly purchase yesterday? <laughs> this two, is absolutely true.
5: Two pianos.
7: <laughs> two pianos? <laughs> two pianos. I d- uh, I are they, didn't were they realise, both for
5: yourself? I thought one of them had a reserve on it. Turns out it didn't, so I won them both. So in many ways, I'm you double win the winner. Them. I'm a winner. It's not <laughs> just... I won the auction. You you bo- if like- you want an auction winning, I'll win it for do you. you. Feel,
7: do you feel like a winner?
5: I feel like, I feel like Rick Wakeman.
7: <laughs> yeah, to be clear, the Euros is already a success for me. Yeah, yeah. that's the best thing that's happened. Good timing,
3: Kyiv. Yeah, it was good. And but do you know what was great as well is that, again, if you look at the England tournaments over the years, 2010 we've, we've mentioned, 2012, 2014 didn't win a game. Yeah. We'll come on to that. Um, 2016, again, very disappointing. Last minute winner against Wales, blah, 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 blah. Out to Iceland. The match we saw in Ukraine yes England 3 Sweden 2 it was actually in tournament football was one of the rare kind of enjoyable it moments it was very
4: good yeah Danny Welbeck scored a brilliant goal didn't he oh. we celebrated it twice once when we when it went in obviously and mm. the second time when we saw the replay and realised that Welbeck actually meant that uh, <laughs> he, he meant the finish Andy Carroll scored a goal if I remember right Andy we Carole. went down and danced with a band and you know how I feel about the band <laughs> Pete, Pete convinced himself he'd been getting drunk on what turned out to be lavender beer yes. it, was a, it was a brilliant day I know It was. it was absolutely Wonderful
6: lavender beer, yeah. yeah.
7: Manchester
1: City are still
3: alive here. Well, back on English uh, shores, though, it was all about the final day, wasn't it, Vish? Manchester City won the Premier League and, more importantly, made Joey Barton look like a clown with literally the last kick of the season. Um, anyone got some fireworks for Mario Balatelli's bathroom to celebrate? Was that your
7: favourite moment? No, my favourite moment was the f- was um, a very historic moment, actually. The first time a commentator has ever had, an, a male commentator, has had an actual baby live on air. Right. And that was Martin Tyler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you will, what did he say? You will not see anything better than this ever again. Was <laughs> <what>? <laughs> yeah. It was an outrageous statement. And it made me long for the days of Barry Davis. Mm. It's
5: not that long for the Barry
7: Davis. He would have just would have gone, title. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting, because I wonder what... Luke thinks of that piece of commentary now. Yeah, mm. because at the time, I, yeah, I found it fucking annoying. I still find it annoying. <laughs> yeah, but I wonder if it's. I feel like for other people, it has aged a bit better.
4: Oh, absolutely! It's it's definitely one of those things where um, i f- I feel like everyone else loves that more than I do. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Right,
6: like Breaking Bad.
4: <laughs> no, I really like Breaking Bad. <laughs> well,
6: you're the other person in this. I'm. Yeah, okay. I'm you, and you're you as well. All right, right. this well, is.
3: Good. Yeah, I'm, that's
6: confusing. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
3: Uh, no, I, th- I think it was... I, d- I thought it was amazing. I remember watching that in uh, in a pub in West London where there was QPR fans and they were obviously gutted for a moment and then realised they were safe. But I remember leaving the pub and I had a headache because it was just so intense, the whole thing. Like it, just, it was... Oh, man. What, like, it was an incredible fun day for a neutral, of course. Yes. Like, just to see all that and a new winner of the Premier League and blah, 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 blah. Um, and, it, you know, to see Manchester United... Get mugged off by Man City like that? You just growing up in the nineties, and even in, and seeing the way Manchester United have gone about their business and winning trophies, and so on, you just never thought that was going to be possible.
6: Yeah, well, I suppose the the thought people would have had at the time was like, "Is this mm. you know, Is this just like the noisy neighbour getting one in?" But I suppose you know when you look back on it, it was the end of United's dominance and. I suppose the beginning of the end for for that period yeah. of Manchester United's history. Did you did you see that coming at the time when you're doing the show and when you're seeing Manchester City go on that run, yeah. win it in that fashion in a quite Manchester United fashion at the time?
3: Yeah. No, I thought up until up until Aguero scored, I thought that because it was ebbed and flowed the season, of course, in mm. Manchester United, were ahead, and then Man City had that big lead. Manchester United came back, and then Man City started. And it, was it company scored that goal one nil? In the Manchester Derby, towards the end of the season, and Man City needed to win that game. But I, I just thought to myself, "Oh, Man City—they're they're building." When We saw a bit like with Chelsea; Chelsea were building, and then Mourinho came and got them over the line. And I thought, "Oh, Man City are building." And this is this is going to go to Manchester United, and it'll be and it'll be really gutting, and really will painful. there be yeah, really painful? They'd won the FA Cup, they'd beat man- mm. man- Manchester United in the semi-final, but I thought this is going to be really painful. Can they pick themselves up from that? They were still fighting typical yeah. City at the time. Totally. They were still fighting
4: that idea of getting mean, close and then falling
3: short. They were losing two one at home yeah. to nearly relegated ten man QPR. Yeah. That's how bad it was. Absolutely. And then of course, and it was only when Aguero scored, you kind of go bang. There's the moment, and it's and the landscape's about to change.
4: I think for me the reason I don't look on that moment with great affection is because people say it's like you know the greatest finish to a Premier League season ever mm. and it's one of the greatest moments in the Premier League and I do understand that but I think you can argue it's also one of the worst moments because it's the it's the it's the point where I the mean. tide changes and you know it, it shows that a state can come in and, and make a team sort of you know mm. just just this this unnatural force almost where the playing field is so unlevel that actually it makes the whole thing less competitive and you you can pick from one or two contenders who's going to win the title at the start of the season. That's always been the case but the the names... The names have changed a bit more, you know. In, oh, this in is, the this past, is, this, is, and this
3: is scratched it in stone now. Exactly. And, yeah, and this is it's yeah. like a
4: winning algorithm. And yeah. I'm sure when Guardiola leaves, there may be periods where that changes, but it's they're always going to be this this yeah. this very difficult hurdle to overcome. So for me, I th- that's probably why I don't kind of get as mm. excited about that. We were at least able to pay tribute to one former Man United legend, Dennis poor I mean Law. Who's Gorum? Who's Andy oh, Goram? Right, I've got an email here. Uh, my my work <laughs> friends and I were bored, so we started putting together a dog football team. <laughs>
7: oh God. <Yeah. laughs> Did we not have anything else?
5: What? It's it's been light this
4: week. Okay. It's not,
7: it's Everyone
5: what? wants a game. What job is this? Can I
4: apply?
7: Nobody's right.
5: got a job at nowadays. Come on! Not...
4: Here are some of the players: Louis <laughs> Fido.
5: <laughs> Fido. That is, dog <laughs> That's that is literally box. dog shit.
4: Dog Alberto. Um, Mark <laughs> Mark Rover Mars.
5: Yeah, that's better. better. <laughs> that's better. But that sounds
4: like Mars Rover, which is Darren yeah. Fetcher. Ah,
5: oh, <laughs> yeah.
2: Asmir
4: Begovic. Yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Robert Woof. Super. Where's Howlahan? Per Red Setterberg. Sorry, Par Red Setterberg. There's loads of these. Dennis Poor.
7: <laughs> Dennis Poor. <Paul. laughs> King
4: Charles and Zogbia. John Terrier. Jan Collar. Danny Shih Tzu Stan Collymore Nicky Mutt (laughs) DDA Dogba
7: (laughs) How many things
4: are there? Oh, there's more Doggy Zamora
5: (laughs) There's about twins
3: Rodney Jack
4: Russell Growl Morelesh. I like that Oh,
3: that's
6: very good
4: Emil Husky Yeah Johan (laughs) Crofts That's Bark G Sung Kenny Dogleash Stray Given Ian Walkies, Pop Guardiola, Poppy Rayner, Spaniel Alves, Mungrel Fox, Dober Manuel Petit, and as
5: Dog and Mutt Latissier. Has not really left us all to do our own? Has no, it? <laughs> I don't think we need to add Ian arm. Bourne, Ian Warren,
6: <laughs> <laughs>
5: but I'll have a crack
4: team names are Black Lab Rovers Leeds Untied or mm. Seattle Hounders which I think has got to be a winner there and that's from Ken Cross uh, who says thanks to all at G Casino Brighton cheers Ken well well it's been a slow week all I
7: can think of was Andy Poor's run <laughs> you
5: know. Dennis Paul.
7: get on <laughs> <laughs> Dennis-
5: get on the back lamp host.
7: <laughs> that's so- <laughs>
5: Dennis Paul. So I don't know who that is. It sounds Dennis like a dog's Paul. name. <laughs> sounds like a dog's name. It's a really good name he is for a good dog. At, he is good at back heels. <laughs> hey, Dennis Paul. Straight given's up there for being more. Straight given is good. <laughs> oh, zero, dear. We've got the next email. Is there another one?
7: There's never going to be one no. again. <laughs> no, it's a broken
5: email. Well, if you'd like to uh, upset the <laughs> whole world short <laughs> at thefootballramble.com
7: we've completed emails
5: <laughs> yeah, That's <it>. yeah exactly <laughs> the combination <laughs> of Dennis Poor and Robert Woof It's just <laughs> <laughs> oh let's have a profile for crying out <laughs> 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 what the fuck is the Dirk Snout <laughs> <laughs> They
4: not have snouts, do they? <laughs> um, oh 2012-2013 marks Alex Ferguson's last season in charge of Manchester United. Thank fuck. Little old Swansea City won the League Cup and Roy Hodgson's England put 13 past those slugs at San Marino. Yeah. <laughs> <forget about> 13. <laughs> yeah. A few people wrote their names into ramble folklore, from Sven's dreams of going to Thailand mm-hmm. to Gigi Becali's latest escapades to that Newcastle fan who decided to punch a horse after a derby against
3: Sunderland. Gigi Becali, what a wanker! Oh, yeah. How good was that explanation from that Newcastle fan who punched the horse? Oh, that was
7: magnificent! It's the best interview I've ever seen. I feed, a, I feed oh, a fox. Two, yeah. my, my tough
3: Have a fox.
7: you ever seen Frost Nixon? No. no. no, no better. Was, better. Yeah. yeah. It's more, more entertaining. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, no. really. I love it. How like, <laughs> didn't he? He was ashamed of his
4: own actions, wasn't he? And it was basically saying because he's got a fish tank. Yeah, um, he have he's got said, I feed better a fox. than
3: to punch yeah. animals. He started saying about, well, a fox comes in the garden every night. I feed it. And then he just went. He just he cut away to a fish tank. And he just went a fish tank. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> he looked like Nigel Mansell, which yeah. made me laugh. I I love he think think seems to seems to think he's dog. got a
3: fox as a pet. <laughs> yeah, but that makes it. No, no, I do. that's a comes from the fox fluff. That's a, that's the that's the canio saying. his mates with Chris Bell. Yeah, yeah,
7: yeah, that's yeah, what yeah that absolutely. Is. He also said that he had a scarf over his face because his, <laughs> his filling fell out, and yeah. the cold weather was helping his mouth.
3: <laughs> um, I love how people's like. <laughs> How people's minds work. You know, you, you you put a camera in front of him, right, and he craps himself. You put a, a policeman on a horse.
7: Just, ref- like, oh, police- horse. Just refuse to talk. Just refuse to talk. You don't yeah. have to give those interviews. Just don't punch animals. <laughs> in, in the interview, he was saying, I'm, I'm worried about me job. So don't do the there. <laughs> don't, yeah. Keep your head down.
5: I'm worried about your dog. What do you do? i work in a stable. <laughs>
7: <laughs> Shit. Well, actually, it wasn't his job. It was he was, was unemployed. <laughs> and uh and uh was, to no, that like, find another job. Yeah. He was like, well, not, well, what are you doing on telly then?
4: Yeah. I mean,
7: it's hardly a, sort of like a, a brilliant calling card, is it? No.
4: Did you go to the job? Well, of, he can look after foxes very well. He goes to a job with a scarf around his head. Get out,
7: so, <laughs> so Mister Smith. Thanks for popping in. Um, do you mind telling us what you've been up to when you've been on point? Did you see me on the telly? <laughs> Good. I, I wouldn't yeah. have known what he looked like
5: because mm. in the footage he had a scarf on his face. <laughs> At the point, doing the interview. (laughs) Means that everyone knows what he looks like. (laughs) (laughs) Can you do night shifts? No, I've
3: got to feed the fox. (laughs) 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 I
4: (laughs) I love the, the idea of that news being broken tonight. And punched another
5: <laughs> fucking horse. I just, I just like the idea that him... <laughs> Magnus like, looks so fucking stupid. Feeding a fox is a euphemism for his horse punching f- <laughs> fetish. Yeah, yeah, like it makes up... Oh, sorry, it. I'm really tired there, because I was up... Feeding the fox. Do you mean <laughs> horse punching? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm as shocked as you I've got a pet fox. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh, the horse punching, yeah. Obviously, we have to so caveat it. We feel bad for the horse, etc., etc.
4: You shouldn't be punching horses, but there are certain days doing this show where you cannot believe your luck
3: <laughs> <laughs> with the events that yeah. have happened. Yeah. That, that 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 event has given us so much, and like especially with like the live shows, like it was still giving us plenty yeah. until about a couple of years ago. This is what people who don't like football don't understand, mm. and they're
4: missing.
6: Yeah. yeah, it's a little bit like that. That a question, you know. Where does a giraffe wear a tie? <laughs> Where would you punch a horse? Would you? Yeah. Because if you punch it as the Sunderland fan punches it, or sorry, the Newcastle fan yeah. punches it, it's right on the nose. That interview was
4: amazing because his whole tone was like, I'm as surprised as you. <laughs> <laughs> you, won't be- you won't believe
3: it. It's just superb, isn't it? Uh, incredible uh, stuff. Yeah, superb might be the wrong word to it's use, but you get the picture, season. everybody.
7: It's all over uh, and follow me down. Okay, Fulham relegated for the second time in two years. What are the lessons? Is tonight a microcosm of the problems they've had all
4: season in terms of that that penalty area and and getting shots on goal?
3: Norwich and Fulham got relegated. You know, 2013, you know, 13, 14. 14. Some things never change. Well, we've changed. never see them again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> getting
4: them, them getting relegated together is big news. Isn't yeah, it you not? see, yeah. they
3: were in the division at one together at one stage. Oh yeah, and Alan Pardew told Manuel Pellegrini to shut you know, your noise, you fucking old cunt.
4: <laughs> That's one of my favourite things again that we've covered. Oh man, isn't Pellegrini like only two years older than Pardew yeah, or some weird yeah. things like that? Like, shut your noise, you fucking old cunt. <laughs> What a thing to say to someone.
7: Yeah, well, I, I hear that uh, it's been picked up a little bit. I'm, I apologise for my comments 100%. It was a heat of the moment thing, and uh, it, we just had words that we, that we always have as managers to a degree, and uh, I've apologised to him, and uh, I'm fortunate for myself that he's accepted that.
3: The World Cup, of course, happened in Brazil um, that year. Um, definitely wasn't easy for, for England fans, but it was pretty memorable for other reasons.
7: Oh, what a night they're going to have. But, uh, they might have number seven here now. They have got seven. It's Hammered in. An absolutely terrific strike from Schürrle, who has his second in a matter of minutes. And this embarrassment for Brazil is more acute by the minute.
4: Fuck... A lot of long-time listeners also seem to remember our tournament roundup show, where Marcus just did not understand a thing about Game of Thrones.
3: Yes, Jim's here, um, all right. Pete's here. Stannis Baratheon, um, but Luke the Lucky Sword
5: isn't. He's uh, he's in he's in Greece. Yeah, he's in in the Greece. F- he's not done for, anything for, silly. For Lord he's Rambles' wedding. Yeah, he has, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm heading out tomorrow. <laughs> the red wedding. I'm we- going to make it the red wedding when I get out there. <laughs> we- Where's me fingers? Where?
3: Don't very niche quotes. People <laughs> might not understand. Man. Everyone watches Everyone of, Game of Thrones. Everyone who listens to this show has to be used to that by now. I don't <laughs> watch Game of Thrones. I've no idea. Yeah, it was football ramble. We're recording this uh, You're one just in- like the imp. <laughs> in- Come on, stop this! You're not a tall man. Um... Uh, England are pretty much out of the World Cup. This is not a time for laughter. <laughs> um, uh, it's exactly the time for laughter, yeah, Marcus Miller. It's
4: all we have left—it's it's ten t- past. Surely
3: there is quite mm. a lot. I mean,
4: well, one of the things I would uh, say is—sorry to cut in again—is um, that winter is coming. No, um, <laughs> um, I
3: have no idea. means. Yeah, is that this World Cup, There you go. That's how you do it, boys. <laughs> cheers. Three points. Lovely. Mm. Get lost. Yeah. <laughs> you know that's go, uh, off. You go up the wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shut up! I'm um, uh, not getting any of these. Um, so, yeah. if you shore up your defence, then you create a platform for your forward players. So yeah. it's not always nice But I don't think James Milner is. Negative. It's how you use him. Yeah, of course. I don't think James Milner is the knight in shining armour who could have got us through nice to the next round.
5: Yeah. <laughs> but, um, ramble, football ramble, football. Stop it! Stop football it. ramble, it's football ramble. Game of bleeding
3: rubbish. <laughs>
4: Game of rubbish. What a perfect, perfect title for this show,
3: given what has just happened. (laughs) Um, uh, What was I bloody saying? Milner. um, Milner, Jamie Milner. Stop it
5: now. (laughs) Jamie Lannister, what? That's that's
3: enough. Um, uh, But when... Right, that's it, isn't it? (laughs) That's it,
6: isn't
5: it?
3: Now, this might not have been the biggest story in world football in 2014, of course, but it was one that brought us a lot of joy. Take it away, police machine. There's been some
5: spectacular match fixing in Nigeria. Is this going to be another example of late, Max? If you're going to fix matches, do it early. Let I, me said do it, it early. I said it last oh, season. If
7: you're going to fix yep. a match, I'm not with you. But <laughs> if I was going to do it, yeah. I wouldn't do this. Let me set the scene. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um, this is the most important thing that's on the running order. Uh, two teams, Plateau United Feeders. Good. Yeah. Good name. Are they really going to sort Plateau? Sort of <laughs> consistent, at least. And Police Machine. Police Machine's a great name for a team. <laughs> You'd expect them to be a little bit more honest, perhaps. <laughs> um, they were going for promotion to Nigeria's lowest professional league. I think it's League 3. And this is decided in an amateur tournament, of course. Both sides had identical results going into their last matches. They both won their opening games 2-0. They drew 0-0 with each other. This meant it would be a case of which team could score the most goals in their final match. Mm. Police machine. I I mean, they set the bar high. They won their game (laughs) 67-0.
7: Oh, police just, machine. can I have a quick word? It's probably nothing. It's probably nothing, but just in the interest of good practice, can I have a quick word? Just over there for a second. Yeah? That's what I'd be saying. Wait, yeah. but it so wasn't... Who got your goals?
5: It wasn't enough. Hang on, hang on, police machine.
7: As the goals go in,
5: bam, bam, Ow. bam. It wasn't enough because
3: feeders stuffed 79 past their opponents with no reply. 67-0 and 79-0. Suspicions were aroused. (laughs) (laughs) The
5: political credit has gone mad. Can you imagine winning 67-0 and being beaten on goal difference?
7: (laughs) <laughs> in Don't leave it lit in the season But let me dissect it I'll a little bit more the I can imagine they're winning 67-0 and say Do you want to wait around for their game? No point Let's go <laughs> to the pub, straight to the pub After a few beers, they've done what? They've done what?
5: <laughs> oh no
7: Well apparently feeders were only
3: only 7
5: 0 up at half time. <laughs> 72 of the goals came in the second
7: half. <laughs> that is almost two a minute.
3: Police Machine was 6 0 up at half time and scored a more modest um, 61 in the second half. But I love that they must have been in contact. They're 7 0 up. They're 6 0 up. We both know what's going on here. Right. And the game's played at the same time. <laughs> must have been. Oh,
5: that's quality. That's even better. <laughs> the Nigerian Football Federation. <laughs> It sounds like I couldn't do that by myself on a pitch. It sounds exhausting. You, you couldn't even do it on my like, I couldn't, couldn't run from the, se- from the but centre circle like- to the goal. I couldn't do that but that Pete, many times. What, what I it's like, a goal
7: every 40 seconds. What I so. think is the funniest about this is, in your head, think of what the other team are doing <laughs> while this is happening. They must literally just be standing there. That Would that not be the longest 45 minutes of your life? My family have turned up. They're watching. <laughs> Go on, look, you got. sharp, up! Guys, go guys, on Dad!
5: Go on, Dad, <laughs> shall I go and get your meat pie. Yeah, go and get a meat pie.
7: Oh, I'm so proud of you today, son. Thanks. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, the Nigerian Football Federation called it a mind boggling show of shame. <laughs> <laughs> the 65th goes in one set of <laughs> back and goes to them, that's your man that's not my fault that's your man <laughs> um
3: <laughs> the Nigeria Football Federation Vice President Mike Umay said it was embarrassing that in one of those games a player scored 11 times while in the other four goals were scored within a minute and a player
7: scored three own goals <laughs> <laughs>
3: My Tahiti
7: are going. Tahiti p- again, what? What's the problem? Oh,
3: they're all they're all banned. They're all banned. Banned. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh, well I
4: what?
7: think that's hasty. At least they <laughs> <laughs> At least have an more investigation. Pr- more
1: pr-
4: <laughs> one of my favourite th- again, one of my favourite things that's ever happened yeah. while we've been doing it. How did they think they would get away with <clears> that? <throat> it just the the
3: teams were barred from competing for 10 years again as you said machine sometimes a story comes up and because of what we are and what we do you can't believe your luck
2: (laughs) you touch our shores with your corrupt enterprise whether that is through meetings or through using our world-class financial system you will be held accountable for that corruption
4: In May 2015, it happened. The FBI cracked FIFA. Oh, yes. For years, we laughed and rolled our eyes at the utter nonsense that was football's chief governing body. But here it was finally confirmed. 14 FIFA officials were arrested on corruption charges over the awarding of the 2018 and 2022 World Cups. And boy, was there a lot of drama.
7: The thing I find fascinating about it is yeah. how it's developed in the last sort of twenty-four to forty-eight hours, where yeah. we've got Chuck Blazer, who yeah. clearly was flipped by the FBI because he, yeah. knew he was he was mm. busted for a couple of million dollars worth of offshore, yeah. um, essentially bribes, right? Well, well yeah. but then, but yeah. then they got him to flip on FIFA by giving him a FIFA keyring with a wiretap in it,
4: a which is amazing. It's like yeah. an episode then, of The Wire, isn't yeah, it?
7: Yeah, but then, but then. Um, Andrew Jennings pipes up and says oh they're probably collecting more evidence to, to try and get Blatter and we wonder whether Jack Warner is going to be used along with his sons to sort of pull in his heartstrings to flip on Blatter but then Andrew Jennings throws the curveball and says yeah. We're not, we, I wouldn't be surprised if Seth Blatter's already already shopped them all Yeah, in return for his own that's right. that's it's right like a, it's like that film Infernal Affairs which is the basis of the <laughs> film <of laughs> The Departed, Departed yeah. where no one knows who's working for yeah, who yeah.
4: absolutely it's incredible isn't it
7: I also love that um, Jack Warner tried to use a story from The Onion Oh to my justify God. his own that's brilliant. Brilliant. absolutely
4: absolutely
3: astounding yeah. <laughs> that's the sp- level of a sp- man a spoof story in case you missed this one where um, the, the, the Onion is obviously a, a spoof um, publication and Warner read out a story they did about the US wanting to host the World Cup this year, starting on the 27th mm. of May, which is when it all kicked off. Yeah. And Warner's going, you see this? Do you see this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, Jack. Yeah. Oh, oh, dearie it's, me. It's, it's Your becoming, ridiculous list knows no bounds. Yeah, it's
4: becoming very clear that he misunderstood the, the, the meaning of the term vice president. Just <laughs>
3: like, yeah! yeah. <laughs> I'm going crazy!
4: Naturally, we wondered, who could be a better SWAT team for FIFA HQ than the FBI? A few listeners recalled Pete's answer. Um,
5: I go for the uh Grenoli, uh Swedish footballers of uh, post-war times oh, yeah, you' got because you've got two gunnars because you, yeah, you need gonna need gun. guns <laughs> you've got two gunnars and a good lead home <laughs> Nicholas lead home
7: yeah, yeah um, I mean it's pithy
5: if nothing else Jim yeah, it's gym. <laughs> yeah.
7: <laughs> sorry about that.
5: Yeah. <laughs> that that's even worse considering the health that even worse Well, I tell you it's got Think history it has got a call back to a previous ramble. It's got me going on the internet. Jim's Jim's got all of that in his first
3: in one player.
5: You said from the world of football.
4: Yes. You know, Pete, it is absolutely fascinating to see what happens when you do research.
7: (laughs) I think you should go back
5: to asking what the question is about before we start. All right. <laughs> Do you want another go? No, I think that's good. <laughs> two gunners, because you're going to need firepower and a good lead. Why didn't you have the home. Arsenal team? They're the gunners, you fool. Because well, then that wouldn't make any sense. You got two gunners. <laughs> Stop saying <laughs> it. You two a... gunners. You'd have a squad of gunners if you chose Arsenal. <laughs> two gunners and a lead. Home. Yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm forgetting. Lead. Home. Yeah. You are. I stand corrected, ladies Where's and yours? gentlemen. Magic, Mike. <laughs> Well, I went. I went for Peter Reed. I'm throwing this <laughs> cop at you,
7: Magic Mike. People are listening, I think he's totally <laughs> naked.
6: Mm. What do you recall from the? Um, what well, you know from that whole kerfuffle? As it were, around FIFA and the years before, because, as you said, it was it was quite a fertile ground for content, wasn't it? And I it was, was almost like yeah. we were always laughing at it, but it wasn't. You know, there was no. Con- you know, there was condoning of it, but there was also enjoying it for what it was—nonsense.
4: Yeah, I think mm. because it was so obvious that um, the organisation was as silly as it clearly mm. is, it was there was a bit of exasperation in there, wasn't there? Mm. And I think we because they seemed to just get away with so much mm. and, and and their attitude to to themselves, really, was almost that they were like this sort of world government mm. rather than a sporting, floating body, a floating yeah. government. Yeah, they really, really thought that they were so much more important than they are. And that sort of bulletproof confidence, when someone has that, it makes you think that they are actually untouchable, mm. that, that you start to believe the hype that they themselves are believing. So when actually it all came crashing down mm. around them, we couldn't believe our luck. Yeah. It was like a sort of
3: better than christmas almost because
4: christmas happens
3: yeah yeah exactly (laughs) no you're right and regularly but um i think that without blowing our own trumpet although you know let's we are talking about our 15th year anniversary so allow me um i think in a way that very few if any other outlets podcasts um websites whatever we'd been calling out fifa for ages now obviously we've just a little podcast, so you know we're not the BBC or something like that. But we had been going on and on about FIFA and pointing this ridiculous nonsense, as you say, out was Set Blatter and characters like Jack Warner um, mm. and Chuck, Chuck Blazer. Blazer as well, rest in peace and uh, rest in purgatory. And uh, yeah. and we uh, um, we'd been saying this for so long, and it just got so obvious. I mean, there was once I remember we were talking about a story. Um, around the South Africa World Cup where FIFA had done a deal with Robert Mugabe's son who had a, a company doing things and, 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 and the quote from, from FIFA, a Blatter whoever it was who said it said I know this looks like a deal that we're doing because it's Robert Mugabe's son and we were just like yeah yeah, that, that, <laughs> I mean, you've said that Go um, on. and at the end of the story I just remember you we sort of laughed, joked and ridiculed it and Jim you just went come on <laughs> just come on you know and that's yeah. the, the, the extent and of course with giving the World Cup to Qatar they went too far I mean, even Sepp Blatter thought that October 2014 also saw the birth of Jim's quite infamous description of Sean Deich. yeah that week the opening question was who is the Premier League's hardest manager and this was Jim's first response
4: yeah, well, I just think he, he does look quite hard. I think it, it, his voice throws me, because, look, I, I appreciate this is quite an abstract thing, but his voice reminds me of what it would sound like if basically a ball bag that had been at the beach all day and was covered in sand was like. That's, that's <laughs> sort of what his voice is like to me.
5: A man's ball bag.
4: Does that make a sandy laugh? ball bag. <laughs> Where's That's it, what uh, I think. If a sandy ball bag had a voice, right, it would be Sean Daisley's voice. It's what I'm saying. Well, like, I appreciate bit, this has got nothing grab- to do with the question, <laughs> but I just thought I had to sir. share
7: it. Does that make him hot <laughs> or not? I don't know. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice input.
5: <laughs> a sandy ball bag <laughs> that can talk.
7: Oh, he's not beating Pearson in a rock. No, no way. Right.
6: I mean, what better place to end it? <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Football Ramble of 15, part one. Kate, Luke and Pete will be back tomorrow for part two. Cheers. Thank you.
5: The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the
2: Acast Creator Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.